0: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Oliver Kemp. Welcome to the Kent Online Podcast on Tuesday the 25th of August. First today, as schools across Kent prepare for the return of pupils to the classroom, a headteacher has told KMFM she's confident of being COVID secure. Schools start reopening next week, but it's feared some mums and dads won't send their children back because they're worried they'll catch coronavirus. Ruth Powell, head teacher for St Catherine's Primary in Snodland, has been chatting to Phil from KMTV.
1: We made sure throughout the time that we had done thorough risk assessments. We use those risk assessments really, thinking about all the children coming back um, and tweak them. Um, we're very happy now that school's safe, it's ready, we've informed our parents of all the processes and we look forward to welcoming them back to children on the 2nd of September. Throughout the whole of the summer holidays, you know, we've been calling parents if they've been calling us, reassuring them, talking them through the procedures. So I think there's always going to be a risk. Um, we've got to accept that, but it's about making that risk as safe as possible and making people feel comfortable and safe in the environment they're in. Is
0: there any kind of fear within you that thinks, well, if there are any naughty children, that that's that, that can spoil it for everyone? I mean, I mean, surely there's got to be something where you're, you are slightly apprehensive.
1: Um, I think you've got to be apprehensive the whole time, and I think that's very important and aware Um, we've updated our behaviour policy to pick up on any misbehaving even quicker so um, our senior leaders will get more quickly involved Um, again they would call parents straight away um, and that's actually worked throughout the whole of covid we had very little behaviour issues but if we did have a concern parents were very responsive we've also changed our school day so what we've done in the morning is that normally there would be um, a assembly um, which there will be an assembly in the classroom now but not in the main hall Um, and then normally that's followed by English and Mass. We now have our nurture time in the morning, so 20 minutes in the morning is active time linked to the children's enjoyment. So they should come in, they should come in, enjoy what they're doing, you know, have that social time, and then do their learning. Then after lunch at one o'clock for 10 minutes as well, there's a well being time where we're going to be doing wellness well being activities as well, um, yoga, and different things like that.
0: Meanwhile, the MP for Seven Oaks says disadvantaged children will suffer if they don't go back to class next week. Laura Trott is backing. Boris Johnson's plea to parents to send their kids in, after the UK's chief medical officers say the risk from coronavirus is relatively low. She says it's important pupils get a good education.
2: We need to look at the evidence that has taken place with schools returning so far. And that is both internationally and domestically that uh, without face coverings, it's been safe. We see no rise in infections. Now, of course, we need to examine anything coming out of the WHO very carefully. But the advice that's been put together by the government for schools is very comprehensive. And I believe it will keep both children and teachers safe. As with any workplace, staff-to-staff um, staff transmission is something that we need to be very careful about. That's why in the guidance it is very clear that staff should say two metres away from each other wherever possible and also two metres away from the children, from the students, which particularly um, an issue where it comes to secondary school. So that has been taken into account and is something that I agree we need to be very, very careful about. Of course parents are worried. I completely understand that. And many parents in my own constituency in Sevenoaks have emailed me saying, you know, are you sure it's safe? And I think the definitive answer to that is yes. We know that internationally and domestically studies have been done which show that it's safe for children. Um, The risks of children catching the virus are very, very low. They're incredibly low of them being seriously ill. And we know that children are damaged by not being in education, and it's the poorest children who are damaged the most. So whilst, of course, I understand why parents are concerned, I'm glad that um, from across the spectrum, although Labour have come slightly late to this, um, all parties are now reassuring parents that it is safe for them to send their children back to school. It's recognised that kids, especially younger kids, are not going to stay two metres apart from each other, which is why there's this concept of, of bubbles. So, that children can have as normal a classroom experience as is possible. Yes, you're totally right, Colin, things will be different. There'll be enhanced hand washing in place. There'll be measures to restrict socialising from um, uh, each individual bubble. So there are um, measures put in place. But what I really hope is that children get as back to as far as normal as possible because it has broken the heart, I think, of anyone who cares about education, equality, social justice in this country to see children out of the classroom. So the sooner they're back where they belong, the better. Kent Online News.
0: In other news, a mum from Chatham claims her son hasn't had a fair assessment for autism because of the pandemic. After waiting more than a year for an appointment, four-year-old Lachlan was finally seen a couple of weeks ago. His mum, Louise Irwin, says assessments are usually done by experts without parents being in the room. But because of coronavirus, they watched her interacting with him instead, and it was much shorter. She feels let down after being told he doesn't meet the criteria for the condition.
3: He has a lot of struggles, and they blamed everything down to sensory processing disorder. Um, He has incontinence issues. Um, he has violent outbursts he has to do repetitive things he doesn't sleep Um, and they just said oh this is all sensory and I said to them I disagreed Um, and they were like no they wasn't having none of it so obviously I came home got in contact with the um, the place where they hold the assessments I said I wasn't happy Um, and they said email obviously the lead um head of the services, which I did, um, asking for a second opinion. And she turned around and said to me, I can't go against my colleague, and you can have your second opinion, but in about a year's time, um, when he's gone to school and you know, struggles start happening. Um, but obviously I said to her, in a year's time that's not a second opinion. That's a reassessment. This little boy he has struggles on a daily basis. He he can't cope, and I stated to them, you know, he just needs help. He needs the right support um, and things put in place for him. But now, you know, they won't give him this diagnosis or they're saying, wait another year. You know, a lot can happen in that year. I, I just feel that if they can't do the assessments fairly and like how they would normally... Do an assessment, I don't think that they should be holding them.
0: Some other top stories briefly now, and a man's been jailed after being arrested in Dover as part of an ongoing campaign to tackle drug dealing. Officers arrested showing Thomas in April and found his phone was linked to a county loans drug dealing network in the town. The 24 year old from Chickerley Road in London has been locked up for more than three years after he admitted three counts of conspiracy to supply Class A drugs. A man's been taken to hospital after being stabbed in Folkestone. The victim is reported to have been attacked near to the co-op in Cheriton Road. Lifeboat crews from Romney Marsh have rescued a windsurfer who got stranded almost a mile out to sea in rough conditions. He started drifting into the shipping lanes in the English Channel when his mast snapped during strong winds on Saturday afternoon. RNLI volunteers managed to bring him safely back to shore. And two cheetahs born and raised at a Kent wildlife park have successfully hunted for the first time out in the wild. Sabah, who escaped from his enclosure at Howlett's near Canterbury two years ago, is now living on a protected reserve in South Africa with his brother Nairo. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to iliffmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the
2: Kent Online Podcast.